0: Hello there everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And on this episode I have a very special guest. He's actually my friend from Vancouver BC Canada and uh, Duncan actually spoke at one of my major events in Vancouver which I put on called Internet Marketing Mastery. So uh, now I have the pleasure of interviewing him on our podcast all about how to set up and how to grow your FBA business. And for those of you who are new to this, it's a fulfillment by Amazon, basically selling on Amazon. So we're going to get a lot of into this area of internet marketing. So uh, Duncan, to start off with, why don't we uh, share a little bit more about yourself and how you got into FBA.
1: Yeah, definitely. Thanks for having me on the show, Ricky. Really appreciate the opportunity to connect with your audience. Um, I started out in 2014, actually. I'd been... Uh, Self-employed since 2011 when I quit a corporate job that I finally had enough of and needed more freedom and ran a couple of businesses but found that they didn't give me the freedom I was looking for. Uh, One of the main challenges was they were local-based and I was really at the mercy of my customers. So I had to arrange everything based on their schedules and drive to visit them at their offices and then come home after a long day of meetings Uh, to fill out quotes and follow-ups and and so forth. So it really didn't give me a lot of free time. Uh, So in 2014, uh, I discovered this thing called Amazon FBA and started looking into it. And uh, the more I researched, uh, the more it sounded perfect for what I had in mind. Uh, Having a bit of a sales background, I thought, you know, the ideal selling would be to have something where I can put things online Amazon take care of all of the customer service and I never have to go out and meet with customers again, and I can automate this thing. So um, I tested it out. Uh, I started out looking around the house for some used books that I could sell. And uh, my wife had some used textbooks from her prior studies and uh, took the the smartphone, my iPhone at the time, and scanned the barcodes. And it showed me that some of these textbooks were selling for 40 or 50 US dollars each. So I thought, huh this is pretty neat. Um, so I sent them into Amazon. Within about two weeks, they sold and uh, then Amazon deposited the difference less their fees in my bank account. So that was proof of concept for me. So I was, I was all in at that point. Um, so I kind of jumped in uh, both feet at the same time and started uh, looking for other products to sell on, on Amazon FBA. So Um, I started out going to some of the local stores and scanning products there that were on sale. And uh, Amazon have a a handy seller app that show you what products are currently selling well on Amazon's platform and what your estimated profit is. So it made it really easy uh, to know what was going to sell and what wouldn't uh, in store. So uh, that was my initial starting point with, with Amazon.
0: Awesome, and uh, you know, uh, uh, with Amazon FBA, uh, you have the luxury and the freedom and the flexibility of working from anywhere around the world, and that's why we decided to bring you on the show, Duncan. Uh, you, you're a dad, just like me, and I love interviewing fellow dads, so tell us about some of the travels that you've done with your wife and kids so far.
1: Yeah, definitely. So uh, growing up, we did quite a bit of traveling uh, when I was a boy, so we saw a lot of England, which is where I came from originally, so we traveled all over the country there, but Uh, Moving to Canada um, as a new country, we did the same sort of thing, always exploring new areas. So when I got married and had my own kids, that's something we've always incorporated in our family is checking out new places. And, you know, we live out in Abbotsford, which is an hour um, east of Vancouver in the country. Um, And there's plenty of things to see out here, plenty of hiking trails. Uh, and that sort of thing once a year we head to Santa Barbara. My sister lives out there, and my parents have a place uh, out there as well, so it makes for a family reunion uh, and a nice place to hang out on the beaches and check out some of the wineries in the area and that sort of thing. so those are kind of our regular go to's and uh, it's been a while but we we go back to the UK to visit extended family on occasion as well so as an adult i left england when i was a boy and coming back as an adult it's like wow look at all the the cool architecture over here and how green everything is you know with all the rain they get there so um those those are sort of our, our regular go-to's i would say with with travel but other than that uh most of the time i was sort of a homebody and we do a lot of staycations uh, my wife's from Washington State, so we'll do a lot of trips down to Washington, to Seattle area, um, or up into Stellicum, which is where her parents live, which is an hour away from Seattle on on the on the uh, Puget Sound, um, and explore uh, the Northwest. I mean, personally, for me and and my preferences, the Pacific Northwest is the ideal climate, so uh, we love it out here. So we do a lot of local traveling and exploring. Sounds
0: great. Uh, I'm actually from the same city as Duncan in Kru, Canada Canada. Currently at the time of this interview, I'm actually over here in Bogota, Colombia. And if you're just listening on iTunes, you won't be able to actually tell. But uh, um, you know, behind me, are all these people who are walking past because I'm actually uh, in uh, the hostel, and uh, this is the lobby area. It's hard to find a place with good internet, and uh, this happened to be it. So make sure you watch the video version if you can. Uh, so Duncan, um, tell us more about how you got into FBA in terms of like, Uh, You you kind of teased at it, but in terms of like actually...
1: Not sure if you can hear me. It looks like it's frozen up here. Um.
0: Hey, uh, I'm over here. And you're in the lobby of uh the hostel we're staying in. And unfortunately, the Wi Fi isn't that good, so it cuts in and out. So apologies about that. But Duncan, um, what I was asking you is uh, tell us about uh, how did you really get into uh, FBA from transitioning from selling used textbooks online to really making it a full time career? Walk walking through that journey.
1: No problem. Sorry. Um, I don't know if you can hear me clearly. Yours is still sort of breaking up a little bit, a bit of a weak signal there, but uh, I can see you. I heard the question. Um, So hopefully you can hear me clearly here. Um, So basically starting out with textbooks and then scanning in store, I began selling locally. I'm in Canada. So I began selling on Amazon Canada and sending things to Amazon's warehouses here. So I'd shop at the local Costco, um, some of the local Walmarts and Toys R Us, And scan things like toys, which were one of my favorites to sell, um, and home and kitchen items, whether it was a kitchen gadget or utensils, um, and send those into Amazon Canada's warehouses initially. And what I found was uh, sales were steady, but the uh, overall market in Canada was just too small uh, to scale it uh, to the size I was hoping to, which was to make a full-time living. Uh, So at that point, I began looking at ways to expand into the United States, to Amazon.com. And pretty much anyone internationally can sell on Amazon.com as long as you're from one of their approved countries, which is most countries in the world now. And you set up an account just the same way um, I did originally in Canada, register with them. And, uh, you start shipping products either from your country cross border to the United States or shop within the United States and have things shipped either direct to Amazon's warehouses there or to what's called a prep and ship company, which are third party warehouses that will receive goods for you, label them and inspect them and then send them to Amazon in the U S on your behalf. So, um, I started selling products and shipping them over the border from British Columbia to Washington, where they'd be picked up and delivered to Amazon. Uh, but fairly soon, I decided it would be easier to source products from within the United States and have them shipped Amazon that way. So there's, it's completely hands off for me and there are no borders involved. Um, so utilizing, as I mentioned earlier, prep and ship companies where they would receive the goods for me, uh, that made it really easy for me to go ahead and do that. So I started uh, browsing US major retailer websites like ToysRes.com and Walmart.com and looking for items on clearance that I could sell on Amazon. And I discovered some tools for Chrome, plugins, that allow you to quickly determine which products are profitable from those websites. And in fact, some of them even aggregate uh, all of the UPCs within a category on a site and give you a list of the estimated net profits after Amazon fees. So I would simply order items online from these major retailers and then use my prep and ship company in the U.S.'s address to have the items shipped there. And from that point, they would label them as per Amazon's uh, requirements and ship them off to Amazon's FBA warehouses in the US where they would go live as listings and eventually sell and the money would be deposited into my bank account. So uh, completely hands-off. I never see or touch packing tape. Um, And Amazon handled all the customer service, the warehousing, and everything. So uh, I grew the business at that point to about I think I got up to about $6,000 a month roughly in just uh, what they call arbitrage, which is online arbitrage, buying things from one major retailer and selling on Amazon. But I wanted to get the sales uh, even higher. So in order to do so, I needed more volume. So I decided the way to do that would be to get into wholesale accounts and uh, looking for wholesalers online. Um, I came across um, a big trade show in the U.S. called the ASD, and it's held in Las Vegas twice annually, and they have over 2 million square feet of space, and this thing is just packed full of every kind of product and, and, and manufacturing you can imagine. Uh, so I booked my tickets, flew out there, and spent three days uh, visiting booths, building relationships with various wholesalers. Uh, Several were actually from Canada, which is where I'm from, so that made uh, connecting a little easier. And uh, from that show, I was able to pick up some pretty good product lines uh, that I could sell on Amazon for a profit. And, you know, several of them weren't currently on Amazon and were happy to have me uh, promote their products for them. So uh, since that point, I'm now about 75% wholesale with my sales. Um, mostly us, but also from Canadian wholesalers as well. And so I still do ship some things from Canada. Uh, but even in those cases, I don't touch the packages. There are companies in Canada that will receive them at the border and then have them picked up in the U S for me. So again, I never have to see or touch inventory. Um, and the amount of stuff I'm buying and selling now would fill a small warehouse. So Amazon's FBA centers handle all that for me. Uh, so it's a very hands-off business. Uh, My number one goal uh, and task with running the Amazon business is just making sure I'm adding new accounts every little once in a while, um, and hunting for deals, especially during Q4. The Christmas season is the busiest time of year, where everybody's online shopping. um, Really stock up at that point with uh, you know primarily toys, but really everything sells during Q4. So uh, load up and uh, and then Amazon handle all the rest for me. So. uh, That was really how my Amazon business took off into a full time living and then I started a little Facebook group um, where other sellers could join and ask questions and get support from myself and other people in the community on how to sell on Amazon as well. And I also started a website uh, smartfbaincome.com which documents my journey. It's a blog so you can see from day one when I started what some of the first things I did. all the way through to where I'm at currently and the latest tools that I use to scale the business. So, uh, there's a ton of resources there. And, uh, uh, you know, now I coach and help a lot of people, uh, to do the same thing I'm doing, whether it's a secondary income or a full-time income goal that they have in mind.
0: And, you know, I personally have seen the uh, journey that Duncan has come on over the last few years. I actually met him at his early stages when he was just starting up his blog and, uh, you know, his YouTube channel and teaching people and the Facebook group, etc. And I've really seen him, uh, you know, take off in the last few years. I I think I met him back in uh, about March or April of 2015, uh, which is about two two plus years ago. And, uh, yeah, it's amazing uh, the accomplishments and the success you've had. So super proud of you, my friend.
1: Thank you very much. Yeah, it's you know it's all about finding the thing that clicks with you, and once uh, once you find something you enjoy, you know you put the work in and you hustle, uh, things start to fall in place. You know, it's I guess it's like you with the travel uh, travel adventures. You know, you find something that works. Uh, that's in your audience because uh, they find that of value as well. Hopefully, right? So it's been a it's been a good journey, and it continues to be a great journey for me. Yeah,
0: and I'm glad you mentioned uh, my side, too, because that's what we do as uh, Digital Nomad Masteries. I know in my case, I've really found my passion, which is travel, and i would become a little bit of a domesticated dad back in Mancobie City, Canada. You've come to my home back in Burnaby there, and uh, I decided to leave it all behind and uh, take my wife and kids on this amazing adventure, and we've loved it over the last seven years, and now, uh, you know, we started it, learned how to be digital nomads, and now we're teaching others, kind of like you, uh, you know, we're following similar paths in different industries. I'm doing it in the digital nomad space, you're doing it in the FBA space. So, um, you know, with FBA, uh, if people wanted to just start and they don't have any idea how to do it and they're a little bit confused, they want to, uh, uh, you know, start up the FBA business, where where would you start? I mean, it's a little bit overwhelming and it's, it's very complex as well. Uh, so aspiring or new FBA sellers?
1: Yeah, definitely. In fact, uh, what I recommend is on my website at smartfbaincome.com, uh, I've reviewed the course that helped me get started with Amazon, and it's from a fellow by the name of Jim Cochrane. He's been in the online space for about 15 years, and uh, he has a team of people uh, from all different types of backgrounds that are Uh, master's in online selling, whether it's Amazon, eBay, and all sorts of different platforms. He has a course called the Proven Amazon Course, and there's links on my website to that. Um, It's how I got my start, and it gave me the ideas into scaling my business. Um, They have a community of over over 38,000 other sellers on Facebook, so they're definitely one of the biggest out there. Um, But the material in that course, it's a lifetime membership, and they're continually updating it with the latest content at no charge to existing members. So I still reference that course. Um, aside from that, I have several ebooks on the website and a lot of free resources through the blog posts that I've put on the site and in my Facebook community, which you can join from the website. Um, for Canadians specifically, since I'm a Canadian, I started out with a "How to Sell on Amazon.com from Canada" ebook. Uh, but the content in that book really applies to international sellers, uh, 90% of it anyway, because it's about getting products from overseas into the United States or, as I mentioned earlier, uh, selling within the United States and sourcing within the United States. So, uh, really good resource for international sellers. Um, so those two resources, uh, are, are a great starting point for someone who's brand new and for the real basics, when you sign up or you're interested in signing up for Amazon, Amazon actually have a, a video series explaining the FBA program and what needs, what's needed to get started and that sort of thing. So there's just a little more bare bones, but if someone's looking for a quick overview, um, it's, it's a great, uh, a great way of uh, getting the low down on that.
0: Awesome. Uh, you know, some great tools, everything from your own courses uh, to uh, the one uh, that you link to um, and also Amazon itself. Uh, so what are the major requirements uh, for someone who wants to get started? Uh, are they like, uh, you know, three or four or five different criteria that you want to talk about?
1: Well, basically, first and foremost, you need to register on Amazon through their Seller Central platform, which is where uh, sellers go to list products. Um, you need to read all their terms and conditions. Amazon are very rule centric. You know they prize customer service as their number one priority. Uh, so anyone selling on their platform has to make sure that they're aware of the rules before they start selling anything on Amazon because they're not very forgiving, especially with new sellers. If someone lists something that's against the terms, they're very quick to suspend or, or penalize people for that. Uh, so getting familiar with the uh, the terms is important. Uh, but other than that, all you need is a major credit card, uh, a bank account, and the bank account doesn't even have to be in the United States. It can be in your own country, and they convert the currency uh, in your payouts to your native currency. So wherever you are in the world, if you're in a supported country, they will deposit those funds into your bank for you. Uh, And then you need an internet connection and a telephone and uh, basically uh, sources to go and get inventory and things to sell. And I recommend for new sellers, especially if they don't have a lot of capital, Uh, used books, especially used textbooks, can be a great way to build a little nest egg that you can reinvest in the business to start scaling it. So uh, if you're sourcing locally, for example, uh, a lot of thrift shops carry current textbooks that you can pick up for under $10, in many cases $6, and these textbooks sell on Amazon upwards of 150 us dollars sometimes so um, you spend two or three days a week a few hours uh, sourcing in these thrift shop shops and picking up textbooks you can very quickly uh build a nice little uh, nest egg of capital that you can then use to scale the business to buy more inventory whether it's buying from retailers or even getting into wholesale uh in fact wholesale is now something i recommend a lot of people once they're familiar with the amazon platform uh, start getting into sooner than later because there's many wholesalers. The minimum order is only 150 bucks. So you don't need to have thousands of dollars to get started. Um, and the beauty of dealing with a wholesaler in these cases, very recently, Amazon have started restricting a lot of the major brand name products. So as a new seller, you might find something very profitable in a store, but Amazon won't let you sell it without authorization from the brand owner. Well, well, by registering for some of these distributors and wholesalers, you can get authorization. Uh, so you're, you're putting yourself on the right footing by registering with these wholesale accounts up front and getting approval in a lot of these major brand names. So that just opens up uh, opportunities for products that you can source and sell for a profit on Amazon, especially again as we get towards Q4, which is the really busy season where uh, where everything starts to sell.
0: So you mentioned uh, you know, starting with something simple like textbooks and it's amazing profit margin you mentioned, you know, buying a book for 10 and selling it for 100 plus. Uh, tell us about some of the other products uh, that uh, people can uh, scale up uh, once they've done the textbook thing. What other products uh, would you recommend? Uh
1: so the, the next step up is once you have a little bit of capital and experience, I recommend online arbitrage, which is where you go online to major retailers and look for products that you can resell on Amazon. And the way you can streamline that is there are several tools available uh, that you can install into your Chrome browser. Uh, Some of them even run in the background. They'll go on the sites that you tell them to and find all of the products within that site or within a category on that site uh, that you can make a profit selling on Amazon, and it will show you your estimated net profit after Amazon fees. Uh, so, using credit cards, and ideally, if you like to travel, use a travel credit card so you can get your travel points and cash back for your business use. Uh, there's a lot of people do that and get a lot of free travel doing this. Um, so, now you're sourcing for your inventory, you've got free travel on top of it, and you're sending products from the online retailers. Uh, to a prep and ship company, which there's several of them on my website, uh, where you can register to have that set up, and usually for a dollar fifty uh, an item, roughly, most of these prep and ship companies uh, will receive your product for you and send them to Amazon. So you can scale your business very quickly um, if you spend time using the right software, scouring retailers' websites, and as we call it, feeding the Amazon beast, you know, you, you, to make more money, you have to get, you have to stock your shelves. Well, Amazon's got the marketplace. They've got all the customers. You just have to get out there and stock the shelves, right? So uh, the more profit you make and you can reinvest every cent of that profit every month back into inventory, the larger your business is going to get where once months to a year, you could easily make a full-time living uh, selling items on Amazon, um, and then once you've got to that stage, uh, you might want to even consider developing your own brand, your own private label product, uh, which a lot of people are doing now. So,
0: Duncan, you've been at this for a few years, and obviously, you've uh, made uh, a lot of coin in this. Uh, you're setting up your coaching business, also uh, online courses, ebooks. Uh Facebook groups, et cetera. but also, uh, walk us through some of your struggles because uh, I think that would be very valuable for the people listening and watching who are maybe thinking of starting an FBA or, or even are along the way, maybe not as far as you, uh, and they want to avoid the mistakes that you made. So tell us about the mistakes and how others can avoid them.
1: Definitely. I think one of the biggest struggles I had was scaling the business, going from um, – a month to over $15,000 a month in sales. Initially that became, um, a bit of a stumbling block. And really what it came down to when I looked at it was my own comfort levels. You know, when you're buying inventory and sending it in, you're used to spending a certain amount every day on products that you're putting on your credit card. Uh, in order to scale your business, you have to get comfortable spending more money on that inventory, right? So uh, there can be a bit of a, a barrier where you sort of hold back, uh, even subconsciously, on buying enough inventory just because that dollar figure seems too high. Uh, so once I'd gotten past that barrier, I started to spend more and more money with wholesalers primarily, uh, and get comfortable with spending those larger amounts, and the the sales started to springboard after that point. Uh, the other challenge I'd had and struggle was avoiding categories that I considered high risk. So, um, there's, there's several categories like baby toys and that sort of thing that I kind of, I was hesitant to sell in them, uh, because I thought, you know, the liability could be too high if something went wrong, even though I'm just a reseller. Uh, so I kind of avoided those categories, including a grocery, you know, uh, I was kind of afraid that, uh, if there was a recall on a food product and I'm somewhere along the, the distribution chain, uh, I could be held liable. So I looked into it, and the, the insurance for those categories was really high. Uh, but now looking back, you know the risks are fairly minimal. Uh, so sometimes when you feel there's too much risk in, in pursuing something, and you kind of look at all the legalese and think, oh, this is going to be a nightmare, uh, sometimes those can be golden opportunities where there's a lot of money you're leaving on the table by avoiding those categories. So um, I'm actually in the process right now of expanding into grocery. I've held off on grocery this long, but grocery is just a huge category of replenishable products on Amazon. And, you know, a lot of people have probably seen in the news, Amazon recently purchased Whole Foods for $14 billion. So uh, Amazon are really serious about expanding their grocery offering as well through brick and mortars and through their fresh programs into various cities. Uh, So I kind of look at grocery today as the... Amazon, when it first got into books, and books started taking off, uh, it's kind of a, a real growth opportunity, I think, uh, for people to get into. So I wish I'd gotten into groceries sooner and not let my limitations hold me back on that one, because I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of money I've left on the table by avoiding that category.
0: Yeah, you know, it's amazing the journey that Amazon itself has been on. It was now they've Thing. And uh, even the logo itself, if you look at it, it's like from A to Z. And there's a little swish, uh, you know, telling people that it's uh, A to Z, you know, uh, store. Yeah. And then now, like you said, uh, now they're the purchase. On the delivery. So they're literally cornering the online sales market. And they're not only doing that, affiliates them in the world as well. So super Doing. And if you're on it, because when you see success, you need to get on it. So uh, all I have is uh, Amazon book, so make sure you purchase that one. Uh, but, but I'd love to get into more Amazon selling. So uh, tell us about uh, if you don't want to do it the, the way uh, you, you know, selling other people, uh, as you mentioned, and retail. Without, uh, selling your own thing. Uh, walk us through how you can do that.
1: So creating your own brand, it's quite an involved process, but it can be done with a little bit of research. Um, Basically what you're doing, it's harder than it used to be. Let's put it that way because what's happened now is we've got a lot of Chinese manufacturers selling direct on Amazon. So in the old days, you could get a generic product from China, uh, slap your own brand name and logo on it, uh, and then put some pretty pictures and, uh, you know, targeted keywords and maybe run some ppc ads on amazon and start getting sales now it takes a lot more uniqueness and skill uh to succeed because there's going to be so many variations of that same generic product with people's brands on it including those sellers selling direct from china so what we did was we put together what we call a private label concierge program and uh, there's a guy on my team by the name of chris little and he basically does all of the heavy lifting behind the scenes for clients. Uh, People come to him either with an idea or with some general ideas, and he takes them through the entire research process and vetting process to see if that product would be viable to sell on Amazon. So he's looking at other sellers, he's looking at how much competition there is in that particular category, Uh, and he's looking at the overall number of searches on Amazon, which you can find out using specialized tools for the keywords relating to that product. So first and foremost, what you want to do is Amazon. uh, A lot of people think of Amazon as a place to go and buy stuff. Uh, But in actual fact, Amazon over and above just a place to buy stuff is really a search engine in itself. In fact, most people, when they go to shop online now, especially in the U S go to Amazon first to search for a product. Now they might not buy it on Amazon, but they're using Amazon as that search engine. Um, And, you know, it's interesting with the way Amazon's set up, the other thing we look at when we're developing demand for a product or establishing demand for a product is we look at the user reviews. Now, Amazon's goal from day one, I think, has been to move away from brand names and move towards more of a a platform where peers are reviewing products and everyone just goes to them Uh, to buy stuff and use as a community as a way to gauge whether or not a product's good or bad. And I think we all look at the reviews on Amazon to some degree. If you see there's, you know, 63 one-star reviews, you might question buying that product, whereas they're mostly four stars. Now all of a sudden that product's looking interesting. So we use that research uh, when we're developing a private-labeled opportunity for someone to look at some of the -the on-the-fence reviews the the three- star reviews you know uh, those are the where the real gold lies because they're not going to be overwhelmingly raving about a product and they're not going to be overly negative but they're going to give you usually a balance of the pros and cons here's what they like about the product but you know, I wish, geez, I wish this barbecue grill spatula had a longer handle. And if you look at enough of those reviews, you can kind of see a pattern like, oh, people love the product, it's selling really well, but if we design something with a slightly longer handle, the audience is telling us that's what they want and they would buy. So if we can source something like that at a competitive price point to this item, uh, there might be an opportunity there. So Chris walks people through that process, and then once he's done that, Uh, We contact suppliers in China, find manufacturers, establish pricing. Uh, The next step is to get samples for the user to sign off on. uh, So they want to make sure the quality of the product, the physical quality of the product is up to their their standards and meets their their demand. Uh, Then we take professional photographs of the product and help them develop packaging if that's something they want to pursue. And then arrange to get the product shipped from China uh, to a port in the United States and from there to Amazon's FBA warehouses once it hits you know we help the client optimize the listing so they've, they've used the right keywords they've formatted things correctly and they've got professional images that will convert uh, you know as you can imagine shopping on Amazon's platform the images are what really sell the product so you want to make sure those really stand out and tell the story of what your product does uh, and then run ads through Amazon and also through Facebook and Facebook video ads uh, to draw traffic to your product and, uh, and start getting some reviews and subsequent sales from that. And then help them run, run promotions initially as well to get some uh, demand going for a new product. Um, but, you know, the goal is with the concierge program within six months of a client's product hitting Amazon, our guarantee is that they'll be making $5,000 profit per month within six months of hitting. And if they don't make $5,000 profit, within six months and they've done everything that we've instructed them to do. We give them a second chance and we go back to the drawing board and we develop a second product at no charge for them. So it's been a really powerful program. Uh, There's not many people willing to guarantee results like that. And we were able to do it because we, you know, Chris is the expert and really knows this stuff. Uh, We just had overwhelming demand for that program. Um, uh, we open it in waves every three months. We open the program up, and we can already take on so many uh, new students. Uh, but uh, it's just been overwhelming, and the, the, the feedback so far at various stages of development uh, has really uh, been overwhelmingly positive. So uh, we kind of do the heavy lifting for people when it comes to private label. Now, for people who want to do it themselves, uh, there are courses available that teach you how to develop your own products as well um so that proven amazon course i mentioned earlier there's the proven private label which is also included in that course it's a little bit more basic but it does give someone who's willing to do a little bit more research on their own uh the ten and two if you will on the steering wheel the basics to get started and point them in the right direction um so private label is really the graduate level of selling when it comes to amazon and i think it's really the future you know like arbitrage buying and selling other people's products will always have a place but ultimately, if you have your own brand, you can sell it not just on Amazon, but on multiple platforms. And you know, Amazon is one of the best ways, I think, to gain brand awareness and build a product brand out.
0: And, uh, you know, Duncan, you mentioned that, that there are other platforms besides Amazon. Amazon is obviously the big global leader and I mean eBay is uh, you know one of the other major ones is Alibaba which uh, you know uh, I think a lot of Asians uh, Chinese you mentioned use it uh, and there's several others. But uh, Major differences between Amazon and some of the other ones and uh, are you actually using multiple ones too?
1: Well, what we're looking into now is expanding into our own websites. So Shopify was an option we looked at and we've played with. Uh, Shopify make it really easy to create your own store. Uh, The negative with Shopify is everything is a monthly fee. So whenever you sell something, they take a cut. Uh, So the the ongoing cost for Shopify can be a little prohibitive. So I'm actually working with someone right now that uh, we're we're creating – WordPress sites where people can do their own WooCommerce uh, sites and put their inventory and products live on a website. And and it's included with a, uh, a course, a video course, that this guy is working on right now for me uh, that shows people very easily how to create their own website and drive traffic to that. Uh, so Amazon by far is where the most traffic is. And the States, Walmart, are really scrambling to get into that space. They've expanded their third party marketplace as well. Uh, It's a little different to Amazon. It doesn't quite have the traffic yet, but there are a lot of sellers experimenting and selling on walmart.com as well, just like they sell on Amazon. And it's a similar type of service. I haven't used it personally yet myself, uh, but there are people in my group that that have expanded and are doing quite well with it. Um, Best Buy in the US and in Canada offer a third party marketplace. Again, smaller traffic, probably better for their target audience, which is primarily electronics. Um, But Facebook is a huge way to drive traffic now inexpensively to your own website uh, by using video ads. And we've got some exciting new strategies we've learned where you can use video ads on Facebook and have a huge reach. And the cost is literally pennies per ad. It's so effective. Uh, so we we've been testing this. We learned it from somebody else. Uh, they've just they're just killing it uh, with their strategy. And you know, the beauty of anything online marketing is you can test it right away and get almost real-time data on the feedback to see if something works or doesn't work. And I tell you, these videos, just putting up a 30-second or less video clip on Facebook and targeting the right audience, and you can narrow that down to all the different uh, demographics and segments. Uh, That is uh, probably the best way right now that I know of to drive traffic to a new brand or a new product. Um, Another thing people are doing with their own brand names are creating or participating in uh, Facebook groups around their particular product. So if you're selling baby products for new moms uh, as a new mom, you know, hanging out in groups where new moms tend to frequent and being a regular contributor to the content in those groups and building up a name for yourself. uh, You can then refer people to Amazon or to your own website where you sell products that people in that particular audience are probably going to be interested in. So uh, sort of unconventional ways of advertising by putting yourself out there kind of a grassroots Way of uh, building a brand name, along with using the video ads on Facebook. I think are uh, fantastic ways to grow your business outside of Amazon. Because as big as Amazon is, uh, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. They could end the program tomorrow, or they could suspend your account. You're playing in their sandbox, and it's sort of a it's a catch-22 because people want the sales from Amazon, but at the same time you've got to you've got to diversify a little bit as well so that's the, the thought pattern behind that um, and you know if, if a product sells well online there's a lot of brick- and- mortar stores that you could look at getting your products into as well so a lot of opportunity in that space for sure
0: yeah now you know you mentioned may- uh, you've been online. I actually interviewed another guest about the same subject, FBA, and uh, his name is Heath Armstrong, mm-hmm. and he, he told me about uh, that situation where uh, he had a temporary suspension, and uh, you know, his business was really uh, unstable for that period, and luckily he went through it, and now he's successful again, but uh, I'm glad you are talking about those things like diversification. Um, you didn't touch much about the eBay and Alibaba. Tell us more about whether those those websites are good ones uh for online sellers too
1: ebay can be good i've sort of had mixed uh mixed success with it uh you know during christmas it does well uh, because traffic's increased everywhere so i sold toys on ebay uh, as the warehouse i'll still ship things to the warehouse and market across market on ebay and then as orders sell uh, amazon do third-party fulfillment and will ship my orders from Amazon's warehouse, hi, <laughs> to, um, to the customers. So it's still using Amazon's fulfillment services, but it's uh, promoting on eBay as well. There are other sellers that do very well with eBay, uh, but the products that seem to do the best are uh, collectible products and used products. So uh, there's a guy by the name of Brett Bartlett, and he has a team of people in Southern California and they go around to garage sales and flea markets and scout for unique used items. And they don't sell anything themselves on eBay. They go through a power seller. So there's some guy that's, you know, he's, he's been selling on eBay for years. He's got great rankings, the whole thing. He takes a cut and they, they ship all their inventory to this guy and they, they sell, I think they're doing a couple of million dollars a year on eBay alone and valuable, collectible type stuff. Uh, So there's a lot of opportunity. It's just a slightly different market, I think, overall. I'm not sure if you can hear me. I think we... I think the, the Wi Fi in the lobby there must be uh, cutting in and out a little bit. <laughs> Hopefully, it uh, reconnects here. Are you, can you hear me? Hello, everyone. Uh, as
0: I mentioned earlier, I'm having a little bit of technical problems here. In uh, so life as a nomad means you're never going to have perfect Wi-Fi. If people wanted to find out more about you, uh, your courses, your ebook, your Facebook group, your private coaching, much more, uh, what is the website and uh, the ways by which people can connect with Duncan?
1: Sure. Sorry. I, I can't quite hear you. It's sort of breaking in and out, but I think I got the, just uh, the, the, the website is smart FBA, which stands for fulfillment by Amazon income.com. So smart FBA com. on the site. You'll find a blog documented, my personal story, uh, a lot of tools and resources for people looking to learn more about how to sell on Amazon, uh, especially amazon.com in the U S from outside of the U S uh, and then also, Uh, ways to automate the business so you can run your business from anywhere in the world. Awesome. So make sure you check out uh, the links there.
0: I'll have them in the description below if you're watching this on YouTube. And if you're on iTunes, I will have them in the show notes. So thanks everyone for tuning into this episode. Hey Duncan, you know, uh, know, I really appreciate all your time today and all of that insights into your journey as a successful FBA seller and all the insights you gave to our listeners and viewers today. Thanks for all all of that
1: today. My pleasure, Ricky. Thanks again for having me on the show and uh, enjoy your travels. It's uh, quite the adventure.
0: It is quite the adventure indeed. And, uh, you know, you might be seeing me on Amazon uh, FBA in the future as well. Who knows? Um, I'm always looking to create more streams of online income.
1: Would love to help you. And uh, if
0: Oh, yeah. Sounds good. If anyone has any questions, you know, make sure that you reach out to Duncan, as you uh, seen in this uh, episode. And as Duncan has uh, demonstrated, he has uh, a proven FBA seller. He's gone through the hard times too and made the mistakes. And now he's come on another side and he's willing to help you as well. And he has some great resources, everything from his private coaching uh, and also his Facebook group, uh, online courses, ebooks, and much more. So, thanks again. And, uh, you know, uh, make sure you check out uh, us on uh, Digital Nomad Mastery all across the web, digitalnomadmastery.com. On social media, you can follow the hashtag DigitalNomadMastery. And, uh, you know, um, uh, check us out on iTunes and YouTube as well. So, thanks, everyone. Uh, w- uh, we'll catch you in the next episode. And thanks for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world.